What up, my little rebel-minded freak leaks? How you guys doing? Freak leaks. You know what that's from, right? This is Rebel Journal. I don't know which number this is. We're just going to keep going. But one thing I wanted to assess today is the the realm of anger. And the reason that I wanted to kind of discuss it and theorize it is because there's such a difference, there's such a contrast between the way I handled anger and the way the stereotypical man handles anger. And I'm I'm blanketing. I'm definitely blanketing. And that's kind of why I bring it up is because stereotypes really just have something to do with a commonality. They have to do with maybe a majority, but they don't prove who we are. And that's the thing that bothers me the most is that stereotypes are seen as some sort of proof. And they're really fucking not. You know? So in my own experience, I with my male role models, I suppressed my own anger because they expressed so much of theirs they intimidated me they made me feel insecure they made me feel like I was responsible and flawed and you know bad all the time and I was always in fear of the the males that I had in the early stages of my life and so I actually suppressed mine I learned how to not show my anger and just because I controlled that doesn't mean it's necessarily the best thing in the world right so and the reason I say that is because suppressed anything when you suppress an expression it fuels into other areas of our life so I became more emotional in other areas of my life and it caused me to have a victim mentality it 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 caused me to be the Mr. Nice Guy who who was a manipulator it caused me to hide behind uh, a a, a pseudo-self. You know, I created a lot of laughter. I tried to people-please. I tried to make everything better for everybody else when inside I was was suffering. I was internally falling apart and dissolving. It was, there was no place my, my character and my confidence could go because I was suppressing anger. I wasn't allowing myself to show up honestly in front of the other people because I was a, Afraid of what they would think of me, right? And so, I think with the outbursts of anger that naturally come, uh, we tend to think that. Well, we subconsciously think, we unconsciously think about how it covers up our insecurity, our our fear, our sadness. As men, it, when we were only really allowed to be angry. We didn't really know what to do with all our all of our other emotions. So in anger, we kind of use it as a power move. We kind of use it as a as an overshadowing of other people and a deflection of our own emotions most of the time, because we don't know how to maneuver those. And in those other emotions, we're we think that we're going to be seen as weak. And I've definitely found that that's very untrue. But I think it's very important to know that anger is a healthy expression, as I read in a book called To Be a Man by Robert Augustus Masters. And it's how we do it. It's it's the lack of directing it at people and maybe using anger as more of a direction of to overcome a issue or a problem or a challenge or... Even like physical challenge, you know, there's a lot of guys that I lift with that use anger to, a controlled anger, I guess, almost, to endure physical uh, physical feats, 
right? So before I get too carried away here, I do want to mention a few pieces in a couple books to kind of give you guys our perspective on how anger is affected, uh, how it affects you, and how it affects the outside world. So if you guys want to look up any of these things that I've found in these books, the things, the things that I'm reciting, go ahead. I'm going to um, reference the books and the authors themselves. And just so you know, these are all an amazing read. So this one comes from The 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And this is Law 39. And he's discussing an issue with Napoleon, who's usually in great control of his anger, but finally had an outburst uh towards a a minister and a confidant who was supposed to be his ally that was supposed to be one of his right-hand men that was plotting against him with some other ministers and this is a piece that Robert Greene says in his book he says this is the problem with the angry response at first it may strike fear and terror but only in some and as the days pass and the storm clears other responses emerge embarrassment and uneasiness about the shouter's capacity for going out of control and resentment of what has been said losing your temper you will always make unfair and exaggerated accusations a few such tirades and people are counting the days until you are gone and further along in his, he does these things in sections and his key to power with this particular law, he says, the answer, however, is not to repress our angry or emotional responses, for repression drains us of energy and pushes us into strange behavior. Instead, we have to change our perspective. We have to realize that nothing in the social realm and in the game of power is personal. So Robert Greene very much talks about 48 laws of power in human behavior and humor and interaction that are meant to give you access to power. And a lot of people would have controversy with these things, but you have to read the book yourself to kind of get a uh, good idea of what he's after and what he's talking about because we're really all playing a game uh, in this world that we live in. And so in this law... In this game that we play as humans, even if anger is a natural instinct response, we change the way we change our trajectory and the change we change the way that we're seen by other humans by how we control the biological response, right? Okay, and for the second book, I was actually looking for my original copy of To Be a Man, but uh, I borrow, I let that get borrowed, and I have not seen it since. So I do want to take a small piece from a book called Bringing Your Shadow Out of the Dark by Robert Augustus Masters to emphasize something about not suppressing the anger and making sure to not actually think that you can dissolve it and get rid of it. So in chapter 12 of his book, that is called Our Spirituality. There's a section called Pathologizing Anger. Much of spirituality treats anger as a hindrance, something negative, an unwholesome state. Such anger phobia pollutes spiritual practice, leading to a loss of power, weak boundaries, and a lack of relational authenticity and depth. Spiritual teachings that equate anger with aggression, ill will, and hatred 
do their followers a huge disservice. If we're on a spiritual path that doesn't equate anger with anything valuable, we're likely going to shame ourselves when we feel angry because expressing anger supposedly indicates that we're not doing well spiritually. But anger that coexists with compassion, even when it's fiery fierily expressed <laughs> is healthy. The cultivation of such anger can't arise in atmospheres that demonize anger. And the big thing there is that if we're suppressing anger as I did, then we do shame ourselves because I myself saw other people as angry and put myself above them. And I saw that becoming angry myself was a lack of control, an inability to be a good human, right? And so we have to know that anger uh, next to all of our other emotions is a healthy one. It's how we control it. It's how we express it. And it's how we heal it. And the last thing I'll mention is that quote that you guys have heard me say a million times already from Jordan Peterson, psychologist that says a harmless man is not a good man. A harmless man is like a rabbit. A good man is a dangerous man that has it under voluntary control. And the reason I say that is because the control factor, because it's cap- we are capable of changing who we are. We are capable of changing how we see ourselves, and we're capable of changing our psychology. It's called, it's called neuroplasticity. So... The reason I say any of this is because I think in this point in time, the power behind the men of today is really in how we educate ourselves, how we become more wise, how we find better control for ourselves, how we condition ourselves intentionally and not, you know, bow down to the conditioning of our childhood because that's what most of us are fighting. And men are capable of being leaders, we're capable of being strong. We're capable of being controlled, ferocious, amazing human beings, aggressive human beings, violent human beings when, when it is necessary. And moving forward, I think it's it's good to know that anger is a positive thing. It is an emotion that is a response from the amyg- amygdala in the center of the brain, our lizard brain as uh, everybody calls it, and it's not an emotion that would have been evolved like all of the others if it didn't have its purpose. We're now just trying to create this symbiotic relationship between our biological selves built by evolution and our our (laughs) cultured, intelligent modern selves right and so those are always going to clash and it's always going to take practice in in bonding those two in a way that makes sense and the way that works for us so when it comes to anger i think we have to understand what we control what we can't control and what we can't we may not be able to always control the fact that anger uprises but we can control the way that we express it we can, tr- can control the what it's directed at instead of who it's directed at and we have to recognize that anger most likely is covering up some sort of issue some some other situation that keeps us from expressing other emotions that would balance us out 
and would allow us vulnerability and would allow us space and would give us support and guidance from other people and perspective from other people. So beyond all this, how do you guys see anger? What troubles have you had with anger? I know the trouble I've had with my own. I'm trying to learn to actually express it in a controlled manner because I've very rarely had it. And so I don't have control of it most of the time. When it comes from my center and it's authentic, I'm not in control of it. So that's the issue that I have. But among all of the men out there, how are you handling it? Have you, how have you figured out a way to control it if you have thought about being able to control it? Are you questioning whether it's a part of you and whether it's conditioned? Or are you making up excuses for what it is and where it comes from and how it's okay for you to project it onto other people? So that's the Rebel General for today. I, I think there's a million questions that surround anger, but I hope you yourself as an individual can attack this subject, can question deeply enough to maybe find some new answers and find a new version of you that makes you the strong, powerful leader that we need today. Because I think the men of today are, the the men we need today are definitely out there and ready. They're just on the verge of expression and the verge of becoming their best selves. There's so much information out there. So stay strong, stay rebel-minded. I love you guys. Let's fucking do this. This is your host, Zach, out.